0: Welcome to the ECHOcast episode episode one oh nine this is a podcast about the division two it's community news some speculation updates and rants from me i am bond diesel i do division stuff supposedly i stream i do this podcast the xbox Dadcast. cast if you want to check that out and um, supposedly youtube videos as well today we're going to do state of the game recap We are going to talk about communication, dismissing of sources of feedback, division two and the next gen consoles, my thoughts on the future of this podcast, some community topics and some content updates. So let's jump to it. State of the game recap. Today, we had Hamish, McKenzie, and Chris talking about changes coming to title update 9.1, as well as a little bit of TU10 chatter. So, they talked about having a patch uh, on Tuesday. I'm recording this on the 6th. I had to look because days don't matter and dates mean nothing anymore. So, on the 5th, May, not April, they put out a patch fixing or changing the Warhound spawn for the open world events and uh, got rid of the ability for people to kill Kajika and his mission before the end, because apparently that was a thing. Um, I am going to editorialize a hair here. I think that the Warhound thing was as much of a glitch as most of the other things has been, have been. Um, I don't know if it warranted people being banned or anything like that or being set back. Um, But I will, I do have to admit, I think this was a 100%. We don't want to deal with that right now. We're just going to fix it. If people abused it, whatever, we ain't got the time. (laughs) we don't have the resources. We're all at home and this is a nightmare. (laughs) So we're just going to get that fixed and move on, which is fine. But I still think, you know, on the seventh or on the eighth tomorrow uh they're going to have another patch, a quick fix that takes care of an issue in conflict where you are able to uh, apply more shade points to your level than you actually earned, so those people will have to reapply the points they really are uh and then they talked a bunch about t u nine point one um this is where Mackenzie really shined uh i don't I don't know you know if if not everyone watches this right. So they don't always see every episode and stuff. I, I believe I've seen every episode of state of the game for at least two, three years, at least three, maybe more. Um, I've never missed one as far as I know. Uh, Even if I miss one, I go back and watch it. Right. So, um, you know, it's had its ups and downs, <laughs> but, uh, it's had its ups when it's just really good info and it's, it's just kind of straight up info, but I really appreciate it was McKenzie talking through this. Um, think Chris kind of interjected a bit too much. (laughs) He's he uh, when we have someone who can give us the real info, I really like when they get to talk. Um, and not when they kind of get talked over a bit. Um, but when he did get to talk and, um, there was some great info for the title update 9.1, which is coming on April 12th. coming tuesday if you're listening to this around when the show was uh it's a client-side patch so there's a lot of things that they can do uh it's not just server side this time so uh the McKinsey went into a relatively long list and this isn't even everything uh so the first big thing he talked about was uh the dz fps uh issues being addressed so my what i would assume is uh, this probably isn't the the end all be all of fixes for the dz um i don't think people realize that a lot of the, the issues here is as they add more and more content um those original xboxes and those original ps4s and even the xbox one s are getting pushed um to their absolute limit at this point <laughs> um i i i applaud xbox and maybe playstation for continuing to support their current gen consoles as they move on to the next gen. Um, I'm just really curious to what that's going to look like. I think that systems are made nowadays where they really can scale things up so well that like the Xbox series X or your PS five, uh, game that is also on the old systems is probably going to look like have frame rates. The thing people don't know yet, I know I'm getting on a tangent already, but people don't realize that the load times on the new systems, if you're a console player and the frame rate is going to be what people notice the most. I mean, the one the X and the PS4 pro technically have 4k graphics right now. They do look pretty good, but one, they're 4k with a bunch of good stuff turned off and they're 4k with like 30 FPS. If you're lucky these new systems are going to be able to do 4k at a better fps maybe 60 i'd be kind of surprised but potentially they can tune things probably pretty well um but it's just that people who have only ever played 30 fps games their whole life when they hit 60 it's going to blow their minds and i can't wait for that so that's what i'm getting at is that those old consoles i think are struggling even with current gen games kind of curious to what happens in the future Okay, back to stay of the game. Um, so they said that they have some fixes in there for the DZ FPS drops. I, I doubt that it's gonna be fixed 100 percent but we will see. Especially not for everyone. Um, this isn't the big balancing pass that they've been talking about. That's gonna be TU10, which is also gonna be the next raid, probably. Um, but they did fix a bunch of what they called the quote unquote outlier NPCs and ways that you can die um so there's basically just a list and i'm just going to read it off um i don't think i caught every single one but i caught most of them so here's the things that are getting adjusted the hyena rusher smg damage burn and bleed effects are lessened this includes pvp grenade accuracy has been worsened It's worse the further away the NPC is, but the higher level the NPC, the more accurate they'll be. And they also mentioned, I didn't put it here, but depending on the faction, some of the factions have uh, in general better, all of the factions have a maximum effective range. And so if the NPC from that faction is beyond their effective range, they'll be very inaccurate. If they're within that effective range, they'll be a lot better. Uh, they have nerfed the NPC blind fire. Um, they did point out with that, that, uh, the longer the NPC blind fires, the more accurate they will get, but you'll have at least four or five seconds of them being really inaccurate. So in theory, that means that you should be able to get to cover, um, or kill them. Um, and this, uh, includes the tanks that will blind fire continuously when they're blinded or on fire and stuff. Um, and so you'll have a few seconds to deal with that, but they will eventually start hitting you. Um, they made some NPC aggressiveness changes. Uh, <laughs> hallelujah. The cleaner tank flamethrower range has been reduced. That thing's more effective than sniper rifles. Uh, they have RC car nerfs, the black tusk drone explosions and redeployment uh, quickness. Is being nerfed the black tusk support station will be changed i believe this is especially and i think legendary and maybe heroic uh, the player blind fire is being buffed and the damage that you take in pve is being reduced when you're blind firing npc armor kits won't repair 100 anymore and they will repair less each time they use them so some of the named npcs have multiple armor packs that they can fix their armor with. So the first one will take them back to 80%. If they use another one, they'll be 60 and then you know it'll keep going down. I think they only have one or two typically. They did make an exception with the armor kit is that except the hunters. The hunters will go back to 100% armor because they're the hunters. Uh, and then the last thing they lowered the tank the tank rushing behavior. So if you throw out a hive or something the tanks will just rush it and kick it kill it um they're, they're lessening the aggressiveness on that so they may still do it not nearly as often um the way they made it sound is that this is especially for people um who like throw up like a turret and put it right above their head when they're in cover it's going to keep the tanks from running from across the map uh, all the way to them hitting it and then probably obliterating them So that's a lot. I really didn't expect a, like a 0.1 patch to have that many fixes. Um, I, I am really curious. I think this is going to pretty noticeably change the way the game feels, you know, not all the way, probably the way it needs to be, but I will say they cautioned like, Hey, if something seems over tuned, like we did it, you know, we, we, we over nerfed or over buffed we will change and i got a, f- a, a faint feeling um that they, that there may be a chance that they a lot of activities are gonna be a lot easier now um especially like legendary missions but we'll see uh they did briefly talk about tu10 uh, that's gonna be a large global change to balance npcs and other parts of the game um as well as probably the raid and the raid, we found out officially, is being done by Ubisoft Annecy. Well, um, some good info. I don't know if they did the first one or not. I thought that was in-house and massive, but I could be wrong. More than likely, it was done by multiple studios. One to do environmental, one to do you know, the, the gameplay, one to do story, and all that. You know, Fortunately, it's not like two people who make these things. It's, it's hundreds of people. Um, they did remind people that the second week of the current league, uh, is available and that includes the reanimated global event. They did also point out that there's a fix in the works for, uh, to prevent rogues from spawning in league activities. So I actually am curious to how people are going to feel about that because some get really annoyed by it that you're running one of the missions and these, you know, you're running it on challenging and the five rogues show up and just wipe the floor with like most people. I'm, I haven't been in a group yet that's fought them all. Um, I've killed like the two sets of rogues whenever I'm by myself, but I'm yet to see people wipe a five man group of rogues. The other part of it though, is I'm pretty sure people learned that if the rogues show up if you just let them kill you like you run right at them let them kill you wipe your group and reset you can kind of skip that part of the mission and actually quicken but i feel like that changed because uh, the last time i got the rogues that didn't happen i actually still needed to replay that section and um, so i assume the only way that it really speeds things up is if you're in a group that can wipe them out really really fast which i'm sure there are either way they're eventually getting rid of that. Not for 9.1. Uh, I bet that's probably going to be a TU 10, but they didn't explain. And that was it. So, um, my thoughts on it, um, uh, you know, other than some of the criticisms I already threw out, I mean, I thought this was a good state of the game. It's good to get these like very, like, this is what's being fixed. Like, these are the things being worked on. Um, Again, I think the Warhound thing, like whatever, it's fine. It's going to be water under the bridge soon. But uh, I just, I'm kind of excited. I hope things get back to normal for these guys sooner than later. Uh, but we'll we'll have to see. So I don't know. I don't have much thoughts, uh, have many thoughts on this one. So wherever you're listening to this or on my Twitter, uh, let me know what you thought. I am curious. What I'm also curious about is this
1: mid roll. Okay, so
0: so for some division two topics, uh, so the communication. I think this is a subject I kind of like to go back to here and there. Um, talking about the communication that we get from Ubisoft, from Massive, from the com devs, um. I think we're in kind of a weird spot, uh, as someone like me, who's been around the game since it first released the first one, um, I didn't really get in the community for nine months or so, uh, other than the subreddit, which, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, other than that, um, there is, there's kind of a common theme in that they've always had some issues with not telling us enough, telling us too much. Um, I think for division two, the biggest communication issue that we had for this game and people will disagree and that's fine, but I still think it was the episode one, two, and three, just year one in general. Um, I feel like from before the game came out, when they announced the episodes, they were so vague about them. Um, and the problem is in general, just with people, right, is if you're vague, people fill in the dots. So if you're vague and people fill in the dots and it's a, and they fill those dots in with, with, uh, assumptions or hopes that are better than what you're going to give them, um, that's a formula for disappointment, right? So I remember back when division two was not even out yet. And, and even after it came out, um, they had had, they had E3 and they announced episode one, two, and three. And the first episode was the, um, oh, what did they call it? The, the outlands or it was something like that. The, uh, the outskirts, that's what it was like. Oh damn, the outskirts. Oh, oh, man, we're going to go into the suburbs we're going to do some exploring. So I remember speculating that, oh, I, I think that maybe this is going to be the survival mode, and there might be a few different, maybe like small maps, or it's only like five people spawn in, and you have to you have to get to the extract and collect something that's in that map. I thought maybe it was going to be like the underground. So there's going to be these like kind of randomly generated uh, parts of the city outside of the of the DC that we were going to have some kind of task or something to do um maybe it was going to be like a whole new type of mode that we hadn't seen before uh and they and we literally had no information about it until the pts uh and then people discovered <laughs> that it was kinley college um i've ripped on kinley a lot and it deserves every word but what i will defend it is that the environmental design of kinley college is insane it's so good it is such a well made level um and environment it is so pretty it did such a good job both with the subway the different school buildings it's just so cool if anything i think the main courtyard area is so underutilized i still think that after you beat off all, th- all of the three the three rooms or the three whatever that hunters should spawn before you get to open up the church it would still kind of suck but at least there'd be some reward <laughs> for doing it so then that was that first moment of like, man, you guys really hyped up. This first episode is like free DLC. Everyone's going to get it. We're not separating you anymore. You know, you know, and then there were a few missions. I think this is where they put out the, oh, uh, was that the zoo
1: and camp white Oak I believe it was. And those missions are great, but that still wasn't like
0: what, people were expecting right kinley college i mean that the expedition is terrible like <laughs> it's bad like if we're gonna be like at least if i'm gonna be straight up like it's it would be one of those things that if it was uh, i think it would kind of like the seasons that we currently have if the expedition would have been this little thing that popped up and was just like it was like side content fine cool neat um, but the fact that it was like the premier, what's the only new mode we got in division two so far, if you think about it, I thought for sure division two would have, you know, I really didn't want survival and underground back necessarily. I, I know everyone does. And, and that's cool. I think they're kind of overrated to be totally honest, my opinion. Um, but what I did want was like some new modes, not survival or not the underground, but this thing. This new thing we've never seen before. Um, and the only thing we've gotten close to that is the expedition. And it's this stand by the box for two minutes and kill everything. And that's kind of what the whole thing amounts to. Just doing it in different places. And some puzzle solving, which was kind of fun the first time, but it got old as well. Um, not that, and then the classified assignments, those came with the, 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 the episodes as well. And, and those are neat. But again, it's kind of that, like, if this wasn't the base, this, if this wasn't the highlight, it would have been great. But the fact that it was the highlight, like these should have been like orders, <laughs> they shouldn't have been the main course. Right. So that's where I think the communication issues with division two, especially were a big problem. Cause then with episode two it's the Pentagon. It's the last castle. Like, Oh man, the black tusk is trying to get into the DARPA labs uh, where all this research is is bioreactor. The, the Pentagon, the biggest office building in the world by square footage, at least at one point, I don't know if that's true today, but we'll say it is.
1: Come on. Okay.
0: Most of this building's underground. You have this giant, monolithic structure that's huge it's got rings like literally for any division one fan when you saw the pentagon it's like here it is underground 2.0 either you're going to start in the first ring and you're going to work your way to the middle and then there's going to be some final battle and you get to do it and it's procedurally generated and it's how cool so cool right or It'll take place in the underground maybe there's some missions that you that you get into the pentagon and then once you're there there's a shade safe house in the pentagon because of course there would be right and then from there you get to go down into the catacombs and you run into rikers and and all and, and maybe even rogue agents down there trying to find equipment you run into black tusk you know sending scouting parties down there and and you do essentially underground 2.0 proced- procedure Maybe quadruple the number of rooms that are potential or possible. You know, throw in the hunters again. Throw in all of that, and and that's what people were thinking. That's what I was thinking for sure. I was positive that that's what episode two was going to be. Okay, episode one, they were just you know that was kind of whatever. That's fine. They, they they can be forgiven for that. And then they didn't do a PTS for episode two, I believe. They did do a PTS, but they didn't have any of the new content. That's right. They tested changes, but not the new, uh, stuff, which I liked. I think that's the right way to do it.
1: And then it comes out and it's two
0: missions, (laughs) three, technically to open up the safe house, I guess. And that was one of the biggest gut punches for me. And it was the fact that not only was episode two kind of lame, it was fine. Those missions are cool. They're way too hard. On heroic, or at least they were at one point. Um, but they're cool. That, those are really well done missions. But again, I think especially after episode one, people are like, okay, cool. For every episode, we're gonna get a new mode. Hopefully, they're better than expeditions. A new mode, a couple missions, a couple classified assignments, some new stuff. Okay, cool. But then episode two comes out, and now it's no new mode, just two missions. And a couple of classified assignments and then that's it. So then that's like, okay, well, that's kind of a letdown, especially because again, like the expedition and like the two missions, the zoo and camp white Oak, the two Pentagon missions are incredible. They're very fun missions. I think they're fun. Uh, they're beautiful. They're well-designed. Like you know, they're so pretty. Um, not to mention that the, the invaded versions of these maps, the zoo and the camp white Oak are great. Their stories behind them are really cool. I, I, I think so. But again, these are hors d'oeuvres. These aren't main dishes. And with episode two, I remember that being like, Oh, I remember that being a very much like smack in the face. Like, Hey, there's a pretty good chance that these, this year one isn't really going to be that. Fun. Like there's not really anything big coming. And then, so episode three, I think it was very justified that people were like, "Ah, nah, but it's going to be two missions some classified assignments and blah, blah, blah. And that's what it was. (laughs) Now, obviously there was the fun extra content or the fun extra context that three weeks after episode three came out, the episode three was basically a prologue for the first true expansion the Division Franchise has ever done, which was Warlords of New York. But again, the problem was... And I think the communication was a little bit better with episode three because they were able to kind of, you know, drop that wiener on the table of Warlords of New York, where they could be like, oh, yeah, episode three, it's just two new missions and a couple other things, but Warlords of New York is coming. <laughs> and so the communication with that, I guess, was better. But I guess my issue is that the communication in general is just kind of like this. And now we run into our current state where we have Warlords of New York, which they promoted really big and they should have it's really cool. Warlords of New York I think is worth 30 bucks without a doubt even the first the 10 hours I played to get through the story, to get through the story arc to get up to level 40 and all of that I think was worth 30 bucks all day every day it was really fun. I'm a little biased so take that into account and then the 20 30 hours I played after that I think were worth it it was fun especially as they fix things up because unfortunately warlords kind of jack things up. But now we run into this situation where we now we have all these new things that they really hyped up with warlords and, and the hype is settled, right? The, the honeymoon is over as they say. And now we have these seasons, which gets back to what I was saying about episode one, two, and three seasons, uh, the content that comes with it, the season, the leagues, the, the man hunts, these things are really cool hors d'oeuvres, but these are not main courses. The the, the little you know the checklists you need to do are, are fun things to jump on and do for twenty minutes and knock out a couple of control points or whatever, and then and then you culminate every two weeks or whatever, every four weeks or three weeks, whatever it's been. With this, you know this 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 rogue agent you need to go track down in this manhunt, and it's just a bounty, and and even at, when you kill the rogue agent, even if you're in New York City, Manny, for some reason, comes up over the intercom and says, Good job, Sheriff. You got him. Like, it doesn't make any sense in New York City for him to be talking to me. And in general, like, you would think that for the manhunt, after you killed him, you would have, you know, Kelso come over and say, Hey, great job, agent. We're getting to the bottom of this manhunt. Or you'd have like, like static come over and fail out be like, you can try to take us down, but we're coming after you one by one. I guess she's part of Black Tusk now though. I don't know. Or you'd have like a pre-recording of Keener being like, agent, I knew that you would do that, you know, whatever. But no, we have Manny. I just, so we know we have these seasons and they're fine. They're whatever. There's something to do. But I'm afraid that these seasons have become content. I'm afraid that they've become V content for the rest of this game. We know we have a raid coming. I believe right now the raid has only been completed by like five to seven percent of the playing community. Um, so that's not content for everyone. I don't want to get into the discussion of you know difficulty and finding groups and all that. We can talk about that when the next raid comes, but. At the end of the day, the raids are not content for everyone. They're content for at best ten percent of the community, right? So what's what's going to be put out for those people, for everyone else, over the next you know, year and a half, two years ish, or more? <laughs> Maybe there's no division three. We talked about my ideas for division three last week, but who's to say it's even coming? I think it is. And this is where communication comes in. Again, we don't know. We know there's more seasons. We do know that. We know there's more raids. Well, actually, we don't. I don't think we do know there's more raids, but we know there's more seasons. So after we kill this Pluto or whatever the last one is, uh, which apparently there will be like a side mission is what I'm under the impression that the final manhunt target isn't just a bounty that it is. There will be like a mission, a new mission. Now I don't think it's going to be like a whole new mission pop, like a story mission pops up on the map. And now we have a new mission we can replay. Um, Maybe I could be wrong. If I had to guess, it's going to be a side mission where it's not going to be like a 20, 30 minute mission. It's going to be like a 15 minute one, 10, 15. And then it ends with you getting the EMP sticky, which is great. That's cool. I don't think that's, good enough. You know, if that's what we're, so after we kill that agent, then a few weeks later, there's going to be the next season starts. You know, everyone wants to grind to a hundred, get all the rewards, um, right now. Um, so I basically was under the impression that after this first season, when the second one came out, I would definitely buy the like premium pass and get the extra rewards and all of that. And I'll tell you that, you know, three quarters of the way through this season i do not think i will do that i have no intention probably at this point of buying the premium pass for the next season um because i don't want crafting caches i don't want materials as a reward no don't no that's stupid i don't like that's awful (laughs) don't do that to us okay and uh, i i just don't think that that's what i'm in for and, and i'm and if it's the same thing where it's just going to be this like really really drug out thing of here's a new manhunt every t- three four weeks here's do the, go to this part of the map and do this thing and then go to this part and do the thing you did before and i i don't think you know and it's just probably going to be five more rogue agents and the the manhunt if you listen to the story that you can't replay so you can't listen to it again if it gets cut off or if you can't hear it very well because you're fighting or something from what i've heard it's kind of cool there's some cool backstory going on with these agents that were hunting and so on and so forth but it's just not it's not main course material and um i've had some wink wink hint hint that There is more coming than just seasons in this raid, but the problem is, and this goes back to the communication about this game really forever, that there's, that there's been this, like this method of hype building with this game of this hint, hint, wink, wink. But I understand that there's a time and place for that to, to get people excited, to get them thinking, but the way this game is and the way it's almost always been, that's not good enough. The people who paid for this game, like, I want to know how long Division 2 has an expected new content life. I don't need to know what the content is exactly. I don't need spoilers, but there is, I think, some case to be made for them to say like, hey, here's the plan for year two, because there isn't one right now. We don't know what's going on with seasons or how many there's going to be. I don't expect another Warlords of New York. Um, I think the game's essentially done. Besides seasons and maybe another raid after this upcoming. I could be wrong. I have some reason to believe I'm wrong. So I, I don't know. I think it's, um, I, I, I think that the communication on like a very low level is pretty good on the day to day. But on the meta level, I don't necessarily blame the CMs. I don't necessarily blame massive exactly. I have a pretty strong feeling that Ubisoft, um, Ubisoft, the main Ubisoft who I assume they have to run all of this stuff through before they tell us about it, uh, is just being stingy. And I worry that it's because at some point they decided to pull back funding on this game a bit, maybe lower the goals a bit. Um. That maybe there isn't as much content coming as was originally intended potentially, but even when there was content coming, they still played this game of like, Oh man, we can't wait. You guys, you guys are going to be really excited for this stuff. That's this, this, this information that we're going to tell you eventually. So I don't know. I really appreciate the people that we deal with, the CMs and, and all of that, the ones that we know about, apparently there's a CM in North Carolina, i didn't even know existed so that's interesting (laughs) i don't know if they deal on the forums or if they do something that isn't very involved on twitter and stuff but uh only found out that this person even existed just recently (laughs) um and then we have you know obviously hamish is still kind of the face of everything even though really chris in theory is so i don't know Uh, at some point i've just accepted the fact that we're basically never going to know what's happening and just hope for the best, <laughs> but I really wish it was better. And maybe one day it will be Let's see. Okay. So I am going to skip, uh, right to uh, division Two a new console generations. We're actually a lot further in the podcast than I thought we would be at this point. Um, I am kind of curious. Uh, so tomorrow, if I'm recording this on Wednesday, the 7th, Uh, tomorrow there's a big showcase with Xbox series X that's going to be showing their partner games. So we know that like the new assassins creed is going to be shown. I think that's the only game that's confirmed. I assume cyberpunk. Um, what I'm hoping is that there's going to be like a montage of Ubisoft. Um, so I assume the new assassins creed will be the focus obviously, but man, it sure would be cool if they end that whole thing with, and by the way, here's the games that will be series x optimized at launch or something and it's division 2 rainbow six siege chino you know, these the these fairly recent games gag breakpoint i guess wildlands um but i really hope that's a thing um at least for xbox we don't really know much about playstation yet at least we do know that day one you can download division 2 on the series x and play it and it'll be fine you'll play with everyone again people i I think there's still a lot of trouble going on that this quote-unquote new gen for at least for xbox is no different than going from the xbox to the one x Uh, it's just a performance upgrade essentially and then from the you know the the one or one x to the series x is essentially just a performance upgrade at least for a couple years until they make one x or series x specific games um, but I am curious to like what's division 2 gonna do. Um division 1 they put out a 4K patch for the Xbox One X. Um well into the life of division 1. Um well past them making new content. So I'm really hoping I mean essentially all it should be really is just putting the game out with the the PC uh, specs dialed up essentially. You know, obviously on console we don't get to control a lot of the things that you do on PC um maybe we will now who knows with series x you might be able to pick and choose what is turned on or off but um i'm excited for how division 2 will look on the one, on these new systems i really hope that if they do a patch it's going to allow you know division 2 to run at like 60 fps on the series x again like i was saying before people don't even realize that even on obviously the 60 fps is like nothing on pc nowadays most people are shooting for 120 144 Some people, there's even monitors now that can handle over 200 FPS, which is wild um, and stupid, in in my opinion. But I don't think console players even realize that, uh, and supposedly with these low latency controllers, um, I've played on the PC with mouse and keyboard and with controller, and on controller, 60 FPS is just so much smoother. It feels so much more responsive and all of that. Uh, On top of the fact that the animations just look so much more smooth and fluid. The game just looks the way it probably should, right? Pop-in's not nearly as bad, especially with SSDs. So um, I, I really think it's kind of what I was talk, ranting about before during the stay of the game segment. I really don't think people realize like how much better this game will look, even if they don't upgrade it, but especially if they do. Um. Okay, so some community topics. I'm actually going to skip a few. Maybe we can cover them later. Um, on the division two subreddit, there was a really cool heroic, uh, loot drop study. I believe the person did enough heroic missions and recorded the results loot wise for 1500 pieces of gear and did like statistical analysis on it. And this is so, I love this stuff. Um, I'm a psych major from college, uh, but my psych major wasn't really like touchy feely, like therapy based it was statistical analysis base. And, um, I did six or seven independent studies in college and uh, I tried to get a few of them, uh, published, but I don't think none of them got published in like journals, but they did get published at like conferences and stuff like that, uh, which was a lot of fun because I got to go present them. Um, and so seeing this stuff was great. And the big takeaway I got from it was the average stat on the gear dropped in heroics that this person found. Fifteen hundred pieces is a pretty good sample size, in my opinion. And so each stat on the gear or the guns, I assume as well. The average drop rate um, was seventy percent. So say hypothetically, uh, a chest drops and it can get a hundred or nine uh, let's say this a chest can drop and it can get 10% headshot damage I don't remember if it can do that just it's an example that it the average piece of gear would get 7% headshot damage um and that sucks (laughs) for heroic that that's I understand that maybe legendary should be the only place where it's like guaranteed to be like 8.5 or 9% um but the average shouldn't be seven seventy percent right, for heroic, at least in my opinion. And so I really like this post. If you're more interested in the details, I would go find the subreddit and find that you should be able to search, like, I farmed 100 or 1,500 pieces of loot on heroic, and here's my results. It's something like that. It's a really great post. Well, I will say I was going through... The subreddit, uh, the the most the most upvoted topics for the last week, and it was ninety-eight percent screenshots and cosplay and humor posts. And again, I I think that there's some great feedback on the subreddit, kind of sometimes. But it just needs to be realized that it is so far and few between and almost non-existent for like real thoughtful criticism of this game most of it is jokes and sensationalism and rants and people wanting the game to be fun for me me only i want it to be the way i want it now i'll digress what i won't digress about is a twitter post i saw from today from mike thinks aloud you don't know who he is He was on ETF Alpha and Echo. He's the only one who's been brought two of them, as far as I know. And uh, I'll just read his four tweets here he put out, and I think it's worth, uh, I'll just read them and give you my thoughts on. it. It starts, I apologize for not tweeting more about the division recently. To be honest, the reward structures for leagues and global events are at odds with how I want to spend my time. And they are the main focus after finishing the season pass, which I did a month ago. I've given my feedback though. In detail, it doesn't make sense to do speedruns league challenges for a week to earn less loot at worse or comparable average roll than you can get from just doing weekly invasion on heroic in two hours. At this point, I am pretty burned out on the invasion cycle. I also wish there was a better way to chase named items. The pool is 70 plus at this point and growing every season. After dozens of hours of targeted loot farming, I don't even have the ones I'm attached to because I helped design them. It's not a great feeling. I'm super excited to get into the raid and I hope it's as good as it should be with as much time as it took to get to us. I have faith in the folks working on the game. They do listen. I know more good stuff is coming It is just time for me to practice a little quiet patience. So this guy, um, is one of the most even keeled people I've dealt with in this community. He's someone I um, personally enjoy chatting with. Um, he tends to uh, get to me when I'm ranting or, uh, if someone's being a real douche or if I'm being kind of a douche is when I hear from him. (laughs) And so, uh, it tends to be a good check on myself or a good time to rant about someone who's being stupid. And this really encapsulates kind of how I feel about it. So what he's saying basically is you know, he helped design some of this stuff. And even he's not super motivated for it, that you're better off doing the invasion cycle of the three missions and then the stronghold and then, uh, Tidal basin, if you want loot, um, and doing it heroic, uh,
1: than doing it, um, than than doing the actual
0: leagues and stuff because you'll get more loot if you do it the other way and that's like kind of a bummer right because I think it kind of summarizes what a lot of people are having an issue with right now and it is encouraging at the end of this text line where he says I know more good stuff is coming and that's part of the reason why well I think that there's only seasons and maybe a raid or two left in this game i don't think he would say that if that was the case especially because he's being critical of seasons in this post um but i am kind of curious it's it's interesting to me that even someone who's participated in two etfs now let's be straight up etf alpha was a shit show of of uh of individuals that were invited uh obviously mike is great there were some other good people there uh, but there were also some people there who should be excommunicated from the community for way that they've terrorized this community and made it toxic and awful just my opinion anyways um i think this was a pretty telling post and when i read it i almost had like a weight lifted off my shoulders of like man it's so good to see someone i respect who feels very much the way i do um So I, I would suggest checking out that post if you want to read it again or give your opinion to him. He's always pretty open. Just don't be a douche. He'll just block you if you're a douche to him. So he's very uh, simple in those ways. Uh, But it was uh, some good food for thought, I think. Okay. Well, that's where I'm going to start to wrap things up for some content updates. uh, I intended on restarting the Twitch stream this week on Sunday. And I jumped on to get it started and there was a Streamlabs OBS update that jacked everything. My camera was messed up. My scenes were all jacked. Everything was basically ruined. <laughs> so I'm in the process of kind of redoing some of that stuff and I'm hoping to restart this coming Sunday. I really wanted to start at the beginning of the month. I'm a very uh, kind of OCD person about that stuff. Like, you know, If I'm going to start a new diet, I want to do it on Sunday. If I'm going to start, you know, if I'm going to take a break from streaming and come back, I'll do it on the first day of the new month, you know, uh, but it didn't work out. So hopefully it will. Um, if there's anyone left who's still subbed on my Twitch, thank you. I appreciate it. Don't feel obligated. Even when, even if I start streaming again, um, I suspect I'm probably down from, I I was close to 40 or 50 subs, uh, which is fine for me. I, that's always my goal is about 40. Um, I bet I'm probably down to less than 10 at this point, which is 1000% understandable. So keep an eye out for that. It's uh, twitch.tv slash diesel. Want to follow me and see if I actually show up. Um, The other thing I will throw out is that I am uh working on, I think I'm on my fourth or fifth episode of the Xbox dad cast. It's my new podcast talking about. Kind of just gaming in general, the new consoles, especially the series X and kind of following this journey we're on to the new gen. Um, Even if you're a PlayStation fan or even if you're a PC fan, um, I do try to cover topics that cover those as well. Uh, I I think this next gen is a lot more important to PC players than they even realize. I think that it's going to be, uh, you know, the the, the better that the consoles do, the, the further games get pushed. Especially the exclusive games, um, and especially for Microsoft, who's putting all of their exclusives on the PC as well, because they want people to play their games. They don't care where they do it, which I think is awesome. Uh, and even PlayStation relenting and putting a few of their exclusives on the PC. um I think it's. I understand for you know PC Master Ace people that have two thousand dollar PCs and don't care about these five hundred dollar boxes. I understand why you don't care, but should, because there's not too many companies making games only for PC anymore, because it's not very lucrative. Uh, it's getting more lucrative. PC gaming is getting more popular again, um, but you want these AAA studios to be making really good games because you want them on your on your PC, uh, and with the prevalence of crossplay and stuff now, cross progression and things like that. You should be rooting for these consoles, even if you aren't going to buy one. That's just my opinion. Okay, cool. Well, uh, please take a moment to rate this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it on. It helps me get noticed. Uh, If you want to support the podcast or any of my other content, please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. I am Bon diesel on Twitch, where I will probably stream again one day. Uh, I am also at Bon diesel on Twitter. If you want to check that out. Check out my Xbox uh, podcast. It's Xbox Dad Cast on all the major platforms. You can go to bondiesel.live/slash merch if you want to find my sweet merch. And um, that's all I have. So, till next time.
1: I'm a big boy,